Swag Cedric. <laughs> this is Ben. And we are through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Let's get to it. Hey guys. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, you brought it back. Hey guys. What's going on, guys? How's everybody feeling? This shit got me feeling fucking arrogant. Arrogant? Arrogant? Like, you from like. Like, it makes me want to punch a wall. Like, <laughs> you like angry music? Sometimes, yeah. There's all the time. There's a time and a place for that. I guess. Yeah. Well, anyway, what's up, y'all? We are back with another episode. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to cover today, so let's go ahead and just jump right in. Um, let's see. What is the first thing on our agenda? Well, we were talking about music. Okay. And Cedric was telling us about uh, some songs that he likes. Oh, okay. That's that shit you do like? It is, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we were going through talking about, like, okay, what's, like, one of your favorite verses? hmm Right? So I got one of my favorite verses. And I would love... I'm going to do some lyrics from it. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to try to make it be some of the more... Not the obvious lyrics in, in the verse. Maybe digging through a few lines through. So you guys can then ask me questions. Mm-hmm. Yes or no questions to try to figure out. Oh, so we're going to play, is. like... Uh... Name those bars. Yeah. <laughs> Guess yeah. those bars. All right. Guess those bars. I'm with it. All right, read ready? it off to us. All right. Uh, hey, little bars. soldiers, is you ready for war? But don't ask what you're fighting for. Just hope that you survive the gunfight, the drama, the stress. You get to the line of fire with that big-ass checks. You're getting your choice of a pimp. Make your choice and fall in. This is a whole stroll, B. I take the cock in your behind, biatch. Hit the streets and perform for us. Hold hard and bring it back onto us, fucker. Um, okay, questions. Yes. Um. I've got one. Yes. Oh. Is, is this rapper from California? No. Okay. Mm, this is down south rapper. Um... Is it Bun B? No. Uh, are the, is it anybody from UGK? No. Okay, because that's what it sounds like. You can ask more general, broad mm-hmm. questions instead of asking very specific questions. You're down to three. You have three questions gone. You've only got, what, 18 more to go. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know if this song came out in the 2000s? Like do, do 2000 I know? and up? Yes, I do know. Yeah. That's four questions. Uh, <laughs> the question was Did it Did it come out when? I'm sorry Did it come out in 2000 plus? Yes Okay Was it like on the billboard charts? Was it like very popular? No Okay It wasn't very popular I believe it charted But it wasn't like Oh my god It was number one 
You guys want some more lyrics from it? I can make it a little easier. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Cocaine is it... running this rap shit. Oh, Jay-Z? No. Because he didn't say anything like that. I don't know. Running this rap shit. Dun, 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 and running this rap shit. Um, cocaine is running this rap shit. Old white man is running this rap shit. Corporate forces running this rap shit. Okay, okay, I know this. Some tall Israeli oh, yes. is running this rap I shit. I know what this is. I know. We poke this. out our asses for a chance to cash in. Um, is this rapper from New York City? Yes. Okay. Ben's, Ben's almost there. Is it Nas? No. It's not Jay Z? No. No. But is this rapper from Brooklyn? Yes. Is it Biggie? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's asking the better questions. I agree. <laughs> a New York rapper. Yeah. MTV is running this rap shit. Viacom is running this rap shit. AOL and Tom Warner running this rap shit. Who was dropping knowledge like that? We poke out our asses for a chance to cash in. <sighs> so, um, damn. We're I want I want you to I want you to get there, Trusty. <laughs> Why don't you know you, it? If you know it, say it. You know we're, it? we're on the yeah. same team. No, say no, it, but, say it. But I, I wanted you to challenge yourself a little bit. The rape so, over, we, turn your face over, nigga. No God in disguise, it's me. Game over. Why this, am I, I? This is a rapper from Brooklyn. Yes. Formerly part of a group. Yes. Oh, Ben's got it. it. Pro- property. No, no, no. no. It's it's funny though because the flow is it's it's borrowing yeah, from from, uh, J- from Jay Z. Yeah. It is it is borrowing from Jay Z. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not Jay Z. Yeah, it's a Brooklyn rapper, the Mighty Most Deaf. Most Deaf. Yes. The Rape Over, also named as, known as Yasin Bay. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Rape Over. Yasin Bay. Okay. The that was a, that was a controversial song. It was a fucking excellent song. <laughs> so that 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 applause is for Ben. Ben got it. Ben got it. That's for me. Aww. That's for me. Aww. That's cool. All right. Well, that was hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now let's go ahead and move into uh, some music, some new music that's actually dropped um, recently. What is it? When did this drop? This dropped uh, middle of the week. It dropped on Wednesday. The, on a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. How? Yeah. Uh, yeah. J. Cole dropped the song "Middle Child" in the middle of the week on a Wednesday. Hey guys. Guess, guess what day it is? <laughs> guess what day it is? It's Wednesday. Hump day! Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right, but yeah, it's not Wednesday right now. But <laughs> um, yeah, he dropped that song, on uh, The Middle Child, and, and, you know, the internet and hip-hop just went to a frenzy and was like, oh, my God, he's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever J. Cole drops, I feel like people stop and listen. He's at that level now where he doesn't have to do, like, a huge press release. He doesn't Never. have to do interviews. He's literally, he, he's at uh, Beyonce level. Yeah, he can just drop a it's song. Interesting. He can just drop a song. He hints, he did, <laughs> he did hint does. at it. He did hint at it, though. He did, like, what? leave, like, yeah, I'm dropping some shit. He, he like, erased his whole Instagram. And so and, you knew something was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've been hearing about projects 
in Dreamville for a while. Yes. So it was like they're working on stuff, and we knew there was a J. Cole project coming. Um, I, I like this song, though. You know, he was... In a lot of ways, it just takes different direction from a lot of what other rap is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of challenging us to say, like, you know, the pursuit of a dollar maybe not be the most important thing. Right. Or, like, trying to knock somebody down to help increase how you're doing in the rap game. Right. I mean, yeah, he, he also touches, you know, the whole idea of being a middle child is kind of being stuck in between some of the greats, the Jay-Zs, the Nas's, and then seeing all the young guys coming in and creating this new wave and kind of just being literally in the middle. Um, but it's interesting because uh, I know they say, like, you know, your biggest earning potential happens when you're, like, in the prime of your working career, which is when you're middle-aged. He's like a middle child, and he's literally in the prime of him making money in the rap game right now. Like, he's at mm-hmm. his peak. Um, so it, it it definitely speaks a lot to where he's at his, in his career and the fact that when he's making music, he's making music that's not just about the money and the cars and all the shit that he has, but making you think about uh, whatever it is he's fucking thinking about. And this is obviously something that was on his mind. He right. was like, made a song about it. Mm-hmm. Like, to hear, hear it go. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, I, I I mean, I do like when he's on his whole, like, I'm going to talk some shit type of thing, and he does that in the beginning of the song. But then he also, of course, just goes into it and gets real, like, as you were saying, like, talking about his position in hip-hop, how he's the big bro and the little bro, you know? And um, it's it's very interesting. I don't know. Um, interesting to think about, like, I don't want to go into that because that's going to go into our question. But, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like overall the song was just like, it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't spectacular. Like, oh my God, this is the dopest shit I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was a good song. It was a good song. Yeah, it was a good song. I, I appreciate it as like one to, taking it for what it is. For what it is, yes. Throwing out there, it's a good song. Yeah. Like, I, I would probably, I've played it a couple times actually. Um, the one thing I've, I've, the one critique I have for this is that, um, the whole auto-tune thing that he was doing. Uh, let me show them, uh, give them something that they can feel. Mm. Uh, like, I understand where he's coming from with that. Like, I guess he's doing that to appeal to the little bros. It did count, sound kind of uh, Lupe Fiasco lasers-ish. Like, this shit's fucking 12 years old sounding <laughs> auto-tune-ish. But, I mean, if this is just kind of a throwaway song he just kind of put out, I mean, or just a thought-provoking song, then it is what it is. Um, will it take place on an album, on a track list for a, a project? It might make more sense in context. Who knows uh, how he's going to use it. But mm-hmm. as a single, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. How did you guys feel about the Kodak line uh, when he was just like, you know, I had a long talk with young the young nigga Kodak Reminded me of young niggas from the Ville, straight out the projects, though fake it, just oddest. I wish that he had more guidance for real. I mean, it's... I feel like he kind of evolved his position. If you see some of the interviews he did, even the one that he did with Little Pump, mm-hmm. after he did the song where he that was... That was a hard interview to watch, It was difficult, but he, he did not drop... a good interview. <laughs> he did drop a few gems in there yeah. where he was saying how when he initially wrote the song... Um, he was kind of poking fun at the younger rappers. Mm-hmm. It was before he actually gave him a chance and kind of understood what was going on. So I feel like this song is him almost evolving as the OG now and understanding that 
you know, I'm sure Jay-Z and all the other old heads looked at him similar when mm-hmm. he came in. Like, who is this young? What the fuck is he rapping about? Mm-hmm. And so he's understanding, okay, calm down. Take it for what it is. Let me kind of look at the wave and kind of see uh, if there's anything about it. And right. then he kind of understood, like, okay, these kids are doing their own thing. There is an audience for it. So I can't delegitimize it just because I don't necessarily like it. Or it's not the same kind of music that I make. Um, but it's also, like, speaking some truth that these young guys need someone to show them the way. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he signed up with Jay-Z. He was, I think he was Jay-Z's first artist that he yeah, signed. Yeah, right. So he had guidance. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I think, why his career is where it is Was now. it him or Wale? I don't remember. No, it was definitely it was him. him. Wale okay. was after. Atlantic, and then he went through MMG or something like that. So I mean, he was on, Wale was on Rock Nation for a while. Maybe management. I don't know if he was signed. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, but J. Cole definitely had that guidance. Mm-hmm. So I think he's looking back now like, I'm where I am. I think the way I think because I had someone like a Jay-Z in my ear who was teaching me. Where these guys, a lot of these young guys, they may not have that. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, through the music, through the songs, and he's even been shown to do things through social media and actually reaching out to people mm-hmm. and actually trying to give them that game so they can be in his position 10 years down the road. Right. I mean, you can also, if you remember back on uh, the sideline story or after the sideline story, I think he's had a song that was like Make Nas Proud or something like that. Let, Talk- let Nas Down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Let yeah, Nas yeah. Down. Thank you. And he was talking about how. Um, Nas was telling him, why the fuck did you make that one song? What was it? Uh, not Workout. Something about... Yeah. I, I, it was one of the singles. I remember one of the singles. Yeah. I remember that the mm-hmm. song that he made more than... The like, song the, that yeah, was... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah, so it's, like, those things that he's learned right. now trying to, like, he's putting in this song. Yes. So I, I kind of appreciated that one. Like, that, that line with Kodak, like, because we all in this whole culture of canceling people out and and things like that, like, we tend to not let people redeem themselves sometimes. And so for him to try and reach out to Kodak and, like, try and talk to him and see what's going on with him and understand that he does need guidance and shit like that, I think that was dope. Yeah, I mean, and he, what, J. Cole did a song with 21 Savage. Right, which was fire. He's able to say, That was a great song. He's actually reaching out, which which is a good thing. I'm not, you know what, 21 Savage is not bad. I, I can't do a full album. Like, he did release his album. I would and listen I... to him before I listen to Future. Hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about it next time on... No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely talk about that. Did, um, did you guys think that J. Cole was taking shots at uh, Kanye West? Yes, 100%. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. I'm, it, what, what, do you, what do you want from me? It was <laughs> I want clear. an answer. It was clear. It was completely clear. Let me look it up. He's, he was talking about doing shit for clout and... It won't be for cloud. It won't for, be for fame. It won't be because my shit ain't selling the same. It won't be to sell you my latest little sneakers. It won't be because some nigga slid in my lane. That's he's, so, he's talking about Drake and the slid I in my lane. I won't just go out and attack somebody mm-hmm. for anything frivolous. Exactly. And he's, I mean, it's completely, my shit ain't selling the same. Yeezys ain't selling the same. He's talking about or his albums. My le- my latest little sneakers. This the newest ones didn't sell, nope. you know. And then because some niggas slid in my lane, Drake is in his lane, like that's it. But it's soft. I, I don't think he. It's soft. But it's, then are you saying that he's he's saying something about Drake like negatively? No, he's no. Drake slid in Kanye's lane. Like Drake took over Kanye's thing. Like he's the king of Kanye. <laughs> no. 
You know what I mean? So I think it, it's a direct, that's a direct shot to me. Like, you don't have to say a nigga's name for that. It's, it's I, yeah. kind of direct, but it's also a soft shot. It's not it, even it's like soft. he's, yeah. it's not like he's It's not like fuck you bitch for, yeah, and click you claim. Like, no, but it's, it's, it's definitely a, it's a direct shot in these days. Context. Yeah. Keep it in context. Yeah, yeah. It's it's what it's what that's a direct shot. Nowadays. I mean, he just did a whole song about Kanye. What was that? A year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, Lost Profits. This is right, that, exactly. That was he, not even that long ago. Was that? That was like two years like ago. Twenty seventeen, I think. It was the end though? It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, but that's the thing is that that's what this culture is now. Like we don't do direct shots. Like fuck you. You know what I'm saying? There's no ether. There's no you know takeover. Those things aren't coming out directly. This is what it is. Now, like, and this isn't a, a this is a could be called soft, but it's not a stretch. Um, the stretch to me was the little bitch with Big Sean and Ken, Kendrick because everyone says little bitch, but to me that's a stretch, my opinion. But this to me, like, this is directly talking about your shoes, the thing that you're known for, and the thing that you had a problem with Drake for. Point blank period. That's that's pretty it's pretty solid to me. What do you think? <laughs> um, <laughs> I already said it. I mean, I yeah. think it's. I, I don't think it's a huge stretch. I think it's it's a lines that could be applicable to more than one person. Uh-huh. That's why I think it's a soft blow. Um, and I I really want to know deep down inside, like what what is going on between Cole and Ken- Kanye? Just Kanye and and everybody, everybody. I guess. Because I mean, Cole had the song. Of, while ago about you know Kanye, uh, he also had a song about Wale, it, and, and and that's the thing. It's like, is he actually going after him because he doesn't like him, or because he actually cares about him? And he's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, yeah, it's, c- it's probably cut it out could the be, bullshit. It you could know? be this is the way that he talks to him, because that's the same way that, or this is the way he expresses his frustrations and stuff like that. Because it's the same thing that he did with Wale, and Wale wasn't a fan of it, and he talked to him about it. Did a song fucking the next day, and yeah, they, they but, were at the but fucking. They also, Talked about it, you know what I mean? So like we're at the game together the next day. But yeah. So. Very interesting. I also didn't like just one rather other random thing, J. Cole. I know you're trying to do this like kind of auto-tune thingy, but but you just like had the same flow, like throughout the whole song. Same cadence. That's fine. It's okay. I mean it gets boring. I know he's saying shit. Yeah, I don't think it gets boring because of what he's saying. Um, but I think also when he starts to change or or go into uh the different like what is it? I can't remember the like the 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 the, the auto tune part like I just want something in I my can't cup. Feel. Yeah. It's just weird. Um that part just threw me off because it didn't match the song to me. But yeah, whatever. We talked about that. Um, is was there anything else that we want to talk about before about we J. get Cole? into? No. All right. Well, let's get into this future album. So I know we talked about the future album on the last episode. However, Cedric challenged me to listen to future and listen to this within the context. That's why I keep bringing up context. Um, the context of of the position that future's in. We're not gonna. I'm not listening to it to Future with the same ears that I listened to Kendrick or the same ears I listened to almost any other rapper. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm listening to him in in context in, in the fact that he is, as Cedric has said, the godfather of this mumble rap shit, right? 
Yeah. So I went through and I tried to give my thoughts on the first few songs that grabbed at me. And I think I went all the way up to Promise You That. So the ninth song. Uh, but then I started getting general thoughts about the whole album. That's fine, yeah. So I'm so I'm so excited for this because I mean, I'm a future fan. And so I'm not gonna lie. Uh I fuck with Future just because you know what you're going to get from Future. Like, it's not groundbreaking, mm -hmm. the deepest shit you've ever heard in your life, mm -hmm. but it's entertaining music. You know what I mean? Music is entertainment, and it's, it's entertaining. Sounds right. good. So when I turned on, this, I turned on the album... I wizard. Listened, the Wizard. The Wizard. Um, and I listened to Never Stop. I, I thought it was a good song. I, thought, I also thought his thoughts were all over the place. And and ever since I heard that one um, interview of that one interview where he was saying stuff like, "Oh, somebody chopped my stuff up and they just put it together in a song." Every time I hear a song like his uh, by him, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> because it's literally that's that's how he works. I'm assuming. So um, the fact that his thoughts and everything were all over the place, like if I am listening to what you're saying, like. For the most part, like I can't if I can't follow you, it's gonna throw me off. Yeah. So that kind of threw me off. But um I didn't think the beat was bad. I don't think I'm a fan of Future's voice sometimes as well. Um I can understand it more than I have ever now. Um that was one of the things. Um and this song, it was kind of interesting because it's like he was trying to be introspective and I can't really relate to him when he goes into like certain things. <laughs> you know, like mm. Future's introspection is like, oh my God, I have I have so much money and so many women that want to have sex with me. I just But he was starting... it's hard to balance that and Yeah. And that's when I was just like, I can't <laughs> like I I don't know. It was weird. Um and I I guess like I can't really relate to most of what he's saying. Like this is kind of like a general thing. Yeah. Just because I don't think, and I don't have to always relate to what you're saying in your in your music. You have to at least say it an interesting enough way for me. And I don't think it's interesting enough for me when I listen to his music. Um, so that was kind of my thoughts on Never Stop. Um, then, go ahead. I mean, how do you think it worked as an, as an intro track? As an intro track, I think it worked. Okay. I think it worked as an intro, and then you go in, like, it's, it's definitely an intro song, for sure. Um... But yeah, um, and then we go into jumping off, ju jumping on and off a jet. Um, I loved that song. That song, I think that's what one of his singles too, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, this is just like cookie cutter future right. banger. Just exactly future doing future, and it's like it fucking works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I and I guess now that I've been an uh, engineer intern for a while, like I think I like this song the best because of the dynamics between like. Like when he goes yeah ho and jumping from pan to pan and then jumping off and on and off a jet is subtly throughout the whole song but just jumping, just enough jumping on and off, off a jet and it jumping, keeps the bounce going yeah. like and that's what I love and and I love that he's doing it with his voice um, for this particular song so I think the to keep that because I like a groove right and I think a lot of the times on these on these uh, the album uh, it becomes too dark for me. Like, too, like, I don't know. But, yes, the groove for that song is awesome. Um, so that's something that I definitely wanted you to to listen more about 
with Future is even a, something that I had to say about J. Cole was how he was on that song and he was just kind of keeping the same cadence. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I feel like, at least on this album for me, that Future did differently was he definitely switched up his cadences yeah. throughout the songs. And it kind of adds more depth to sonically what the song mm-hmm. sounds like and feels like. There was I a mean, main one, of course. It's always the... Right, right, he has that main flow, but then he's like... So he has those changes, and like you said, the song is dynamic, and kind of where he's going with it, with his voice and with his melodies and stuff. So it's it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have much to really critique on that song, because it's only two minutes. It's effective as a, as a single. I thought it was, it was good. I'd listen to that song uh, pretty much. I'd, I'd probably put that on a workout uh, Got it. playlist. Bet. Um, Rocket Ship. This is like quintessential future as well. Like, um, it's a classic no thought about anything type of thing. And it's two minutes. Again, sounds like an idea to me more than a song. But I will admit that the whole... I've been popping off since my demo, bitch, is super catchy and super fun to say. <laughs> but I just, I yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Louis Thorne got me arrogant. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you go into Temptation. I said, this one's not a bad song. This one has transitions, texture. There's a theme, so I can kind of handle this one. Um, then going into Crushed Up. Again, with the repeating of one phrase, song, sounds more like a idea. So it's like the di- dime is crushed up, and, and, and I can see it. Isn't that that Dime is crushed up in my face, I, I can, can see, see it. Yeah. So that's the thing, is that, like, I think all Future oh, is, uh-huh. all Future is is just all of that. Like, just giving you repeated phrases that you can just... It's vibes. It's like little mini vibes. Right, but I guess it's just not my vibe is what I'm... For sure. Yeah. But, like, this is something that I, you know, just going more general for the album, for me, that made it work was he never... None of these songs... Well, not none of them. Mm-hmm. Most of the songs didn't really get stale. Like, they were so short. It's like he got an idea, he got a vibe, he hit it, a couple variations throughout the song, and then the song's over. I mean, some of these songs are two and a half minutes, three minutes. You know, one of my favorite songs on here, I think it's only, like, a minute and 50 seconds, but it's like... That's all you need for these songs. He's got 20 songs on it, and it's an hour long. I guess. It's a lot of short songs. Yeah, it a lot is. of ideas. Exactly. I guess, I, I mean, this is probably why I don't listen to a lot of mumble rap or whatever the, you want to call this genre of music, is because I don't mind having ideas, but I don't know if I can do an hour worth of ideas. I'd need, I don't mind, that's why... I, when it comes to, like, Migos and all those other people, even though I sometimes think that Migos and maybe 21 Savage do have different things going on when compared to when I listen to Future. Um, but I that's why I tend to like the singles only because I can't I can't withstand a whole album of ideas. It's just, I need, I want something that's co- concrete and something that you've possibly thought of, you know? I mean, what about a song like FNN? FNN? FNN. I don't think I like that. That I like that song because of the the beat was. I guess maybe I wasn't in the mood for it, but the beat was super dark. Um, for yeah, it is super dark. Yeah, yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's kind of a dark song. Lots of watch talk. F and N. Maybe is, I don't know what some of these things are. F and N is a, is a gun, by the way. Okay, Especially I didn't know that. These F and bullets go through doors. Oh. 
Effin' How about that fucking beat switch at the end? You didn't like that? The drop at the end? I can't remember it. There's like a fucking scratch on like a DJ scratch and then the beat drops and it's a different beat. I'm telling you, I can't remember. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, I mean, the chorus is just effing in, effing in. This is like that thing where, where it's like, here's my idea. It's not yeah. really going to build on anything, It's but it's catchy. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. It's like, that's fine. Um, I guess I, I think I said I wasn't impressed with the delivery enough to look it up about what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was like, I don't know what these things are. Um, but th so that's the thing. If you present something to me in an interesting way, I'll want to go and look up what this is. But yeah, that was it. But like, not to just go through all of those songs. Oh, maybe Promise You That. So Promise You That, I've, I think I liked the song, but I didn't like what was being said. So... Here's my question for mm -hmm. you, or at least when I first listened to this song, mm -hmm. I thought the dude singing was Drake. <laughs> really? It kind of sounded after this, straight back to this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, is that Drake? I had to look it up, and it was mm -hmm. it's not. But then think about that same song. Mm -hmm. What if Drake sang the whole song? Like, imagine if it wasn't Future's voice on it, if it was Drake singing that song. Hmm. It would be a hit. But I still, I probably wouldn't like the song still, though. But no, that that's a very uh, um, that's a cool, whatever the fuck flip on that. But I don't think I liked like after this right back to him like an accident. I thought it was or not didn't like. I'm sorry. I thought it was a great line. Oh. Um, I said again with the darkness. Um, I said it explains his trust issues. How he's not a fan of catching feelings. Wonder if this has to do with anything in relation to Sierra. Yeah. Um. And I said I did. We did not need the ending of that song, <laughs> that ending part. <laughs> but yeah, but so this song wasn't bad, like as a song. This is a thought out idea. Yes, exactly. Like so, that wasn't bad. It was a. It wasn't horrible. But I just don't know if that was like my vibe. I thought it was interesting. He does that song, mm -hmm. promise you that, and then the very next song, stick to the models. <laughs> <laughs> like come on, I'm man. I'm like, bro. Like you were just talking all lovey dovey, and now you're talking about. I'm going to get me a bitch to find her a, a bitch that I can fuck on tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, overall on this whole project, I think I th I had to tr start trying to think about in the context of who he is and what, what he does. And I'm just like, okay, I think he is appealing because of his voice. Even though his voice isn't my favorite, I think he is appealing because of his voice and he's the first one to do this, right? He's the first one to come out with a voice so distinctively like that. Um, and then you had designer, which fucking failed. <laughs> um, Damn. I think I got I got tired of hearing the the uh the tags. I was like, do I Every producer. ATL <laughs> Jacob. Take key, fuck these niggas. like and it was every fucking every time. Song, yeah. So I think it's, it's the thing like that's what they fucking do now. Yeah. I mean, there's even people doing mix like if you mix, mix it. Yeah, oh my god. Engineering tags much. like too much. you're taken away from the fucking song. Sometimes Take Keith like in the beginning of Nonstop that's a good p place to put your fucking tag. But all throughout this album, all I heard was ATL Jacob and Take Keith, and I don't want to hear that all the time. That takes away from the actual songs on the album. Um, uh, like what you're saying with the tags, mm -hmm. it made this album have kind of a mixtape like feel. Exactly. Because that's what it. That's what they are. It's like let's bring in all the hot producers and we'll just lay some 
Just lay some shit only. down. I think, and then I, I think another thing is, is that like, I, I don't mind a vibey, like album, but I think this was too maybe a little too dark for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Too dark. Like too... it's very minor chord, like yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and I think that might be a little too much for me to to listen to an hour full of that. Like, I'm not depressed. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, I can't. It just it's it just seems like a downer for me. And maybe it's because of the lean and shit like that that he drinks and or has drank in the past. Like, that's the 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 vibe, the wave. It's the same thing. Like when we were uh, interviewing Brianna Capone, like she was like, "I like those dark, vibey, like black type of things." And some songs I do like by Black, but I do think that Black also can same be thing. a little, little too, too dark in the minor. Yeah, too... like bring me, bring some some other types of fucking chords in there, and I don't know. Like there's some different things you can do. I'm not. I just, I don't want to sit in a dark cloud forever. When I listen to music, I music normally brings me up. Yes, if I'm going through some shit, I'll listen to something like this. But I have been going through some shit, so but <laughs> maybe I, think I did it. That was, I'll just say, that was one thing I actually kind of appreciated about it. Hmm. There was kind of a consistent vibe in the album, and it didn't feel like they were trying to shoehorn things in. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we got to make Make an one, upbeat thing Yeah, or something like and that. we got to appeal to every different thing. Like the Meek Mill album. It wasn't like, it was like they're trying to just yeah. mix everything everybody will like up in the pot. It's, this is me, this is it. It's the music I make. Here it is. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. I mean, uh, and then, I mean, yeah, I, it's just the whole thing that that I was saying before, like just the context uh, to keep it in con or not context, excuse me. Uh, the like everything sounding like a freestyle, everything sounding like an idea. I just think sometimes I want my my music a little bit more thought out. Okay. So yeah, that was my. My uh, whole little thing. All right. I mean, I I, I don't agree. I know I, you didn't agree before, but you wanted <laughs> you wanted me. I understand. You wanted me I want to, you to, to to go to into depth. Give it a try. Yes, and I did. And I go, went to the depth and into the depths of Futureland, and gave you my idea. And you came back to the present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I'm back from the future. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I yeah, thought it was funny. Something like that. Um, um well cool. I mean I'm 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 glad you listened to it. You know, I'm curious about how long it took him to make this album. Three days. I'm just kidding, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably longer than some of his other stuff though. It it wasn't as many cuts as like right. uh Dirty Sprite two? Two? Yeah. It wasn't as many cuts. It was more like actual songs. So it probably took him a little longer. Okay, well, now let's go into some of the uh, the responses that we had from our uh, video last week. So we put out a video on our IG, uh, Twitter, and on our Facebook page. Um, we probably should have put it on our website, too. That would have been funny. All right, well, we didn't put it on our website like some dummies. Um, but we had a question, and the question we posed last week was, what are your thoughts on brands or companies using activism for marketing. Um, and we got a lot of responses. Uh, this was um, actually kind of um, refreshing to, to see because, you know, sometimes when you're doing these things and you think that, that nobody's out there listening to you, but there are quite a few people listening to us. So uh, we really um, appreciate you guys, you know, um, 
providing feedback and actually like you know engaging with us. You look so dark in that video. Oh God. Because <laughs> I'm super light soon. Looks like you had a tan. It looks great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, some of the responses. I think we're gonna go to the first one, which is our longtime listener, first time caller. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, Imani. So Imani wanted to let us know that she thinks it's a slippery slope. It's hard to discern whether the company actually cares or is just doing it because activism is buzzy. Got to look at the company's history to see if they're really about it or if they're capping, as the kids say. <laughs> how do you guys capping. feel? Capping. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, it's it's a good point. I mean, it's all about money. Yeah. I think that's the key. It's all about money. If, if they think they can make some money, then they'll do it. If they think they're going to lose money, they won't do it. The motivation. Right. I, I remember uh, years ago, um, there was this article about the the guy who like owns Urban Outfitters mm-hmm. and about how he's like this hardcore Republican guy. Mm-hmm. It's like that's interesting because he makes so much money selling this like this urban, you know, cool vibe to a bunch of young people. But mm-hmm. like he's so far against it. And a lot of white people shop there too, so they try and be urban. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to say urban to mean black. <laughs> I just I mean know. in the city. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, a lot of white people shop there. Because Mostly of, white people. I'm Majority. Just adding on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just adding on to what you're saying. But anyway. But, yeah, you know, I don't like the idea of, you know, selling me an idea, but you're just doing everything in your power to work against it. Right. Uh, we have another one uh, from, it's on IG, from Nat is a weed off i don't know this is a weird nat to weed off cool yeah. yeah it says i say the it's only wise to market for controversial causes as a business owner when your company is so large that it will not affect your profits so we responded to this guy and we said um i feel that so how does the business owners business owners uh decisions weigh in your willingness to buy from them and this guy was like, it doesn't take much impact on me personally. I look for products and services that are superior to others in both price and quality. However, that being said, I definitely don't want to contribute to the wealth of a company owned by an individual who lobbies to pass racist legislation or anti-weed legislation. Um, that There are many others on my list that I wouldn't contribute to as well. So that... That is a sentiment that I feel, and I say feel because I don't have any numbers to back it up, but I, I feel that a lot of people might say that they feel that way. Right. But then in practice, they really don't give a fuck. Right. Um, if people actually cared about how companies treated, say, their employees, they wouldn't shop at Amazon. They wouldn't shop at Walmart, mm-hmm. but they do. Right. You know, if people cared about companies' stances when it comes to actual social issues, based on the company's actions... They wouldn't shop at H&M. They wouldn't shop at Chick-fil-A, but they do. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's noble to say those types of things, but I feel like a lot of people might think that way, but they are they spend their dollars where it's most convenient. Mm-hmm. So. And we got another one from underscore Casuald, C-A-S-U-A-L-D. He goes, unfortunately, it doesn't seem very genuine most of the time. Oftentimes, a company will promise some sort of activism, 
within the realm of social justice but still use unethical practices to produce their products, sweatshops, child labor, labor etc. Seems like a quick way to boost some sales in the short run. Yeah. And I, I guess I can, I can agree with that. I mean, like, these, these companies, companies only think about their bottom line. Um, and I think another person on our, uh, on our IG said something about that as well. Um, where is that? Yeah, I, I was, right I saw, here. I saw that. You know, um, from Black Valley. Yeah, like all they care about is is the making the money, mm-hmm. and they don't really care about the cause. And you know, whenever you're talking about any of these, you know, publicly traded companies, that's that's always a the thing. They're always working to try to improve profits. Yes. Right. At the same time, you know, like they. There can be other considerations mm-hmm. that work with it. Um, but there's that big difference is like, are you doing something because it's good or have you strategically like, you know, worked out the numbers and you're like, we're we're not going to be harmed by this, so it's okay. Like, are you willing to reduce profits to do what's right? And that's right. that's a hard thing. And like, there's most no, companies don't do that. Exactly. Well, yeah, there's corporations no morality people. in capitalism. Corporations aren't people. What? They, they, they're they're not they're 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 amoral. It's not they're immoral. They're amoral. They they don't have any, they don't care. They're they're mechanisms for producing profit. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know what I mean? So there's there's, I, I don't feel there's any onus on a company to have any type of morals. Like I don't no. expect Walmart to care about a cause. Mm-hmm. I care about Walmart to care about the people that they employ. You know, at least care about that. Right. Uh, but what did I say in one of the comments? Like, a, a broke clock is, is, is right tw- at least twice a day. You know, ca- sometimes capitalism works in that if enough people feel a certain way about something, say, I don't know, gay rights or something, then a company might move in that direction because they see profits in moving a certain way. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while it works out, but... All right, I'm going to move from IG and go to our... Uh, Facebook comments. It's from Jonathan Clemens. Shout out to him. That's one of my old uh, buddies from back in the day. He goes, I don't like the thought of a company biting off people's sorrows for profit. But on the other hand, we have rich and powerful companies putting a message out that's seen by everyone. Maybe not exactly on point with the message, but it's getting spread. And that is key. The folks in charge may not even care and are just looking at a marketing standpoint. But if they make a little extra and a good message is being brought to people's attention, then so be it. I respect Nike for their commercials with Kaepernick. There's so much lack of knowledge out there that any bit of support can really help. Hopefully some of these ads open people's eyes to hardships of others. So yeah, um, I think the, I think for the majority of the comments that we read, um, I mean just all over, I think a lot of people are saying that it does kind of affect their spending uh, power or the or not spending power, but what they where where they spend their money. Uh, we had a couple people that said that it doesn't matter, um, but I think the majority was it does. And I and the reason why we asked that question is because we wanted to see how people value their dollar. We wanted to see how you and how you value these companies and and I guess your your convenience over your morals or your values. 
So I'm trying to get better at that, and that's why we wanted to ask you guys. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, we got some. Oh wait, I wanted to read one more because my friend Noah sent me one that was really good. Um, and it's it's again kind of along the lines of what we've been saying, but I like this one. He goes, I think if the company actually puts money where their mouth is, like actually donates some of their revenue towards the cause that they're quote unquote supporting, then it's great. But if they're just riding the wave of what's popular for the purpose of ad advertising then they're just doing what they always do, which is mirroring trends. But I'd still rather have that content than something whack. Right? Yeah. Very good. Said it. Okay. Um, now, <laughs> again, let's move on to some news. I wish I had something that was a news thing. Let's see. You just did it with your mouth. Not bad. It's the news. Uh-uh. It's the news. It's the news, baby. Huh. It's the news. So, All right. Yeah. <laughs> First, I, I, I want to thank Cedric mm. for shaming Donald Trump enough to stop the shutdown. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. It was on me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's over for three weeks. <laughs> it's over for three weeks. So, yeah, I guess it's over for three weeks while they try and figure out a budget for... Wait, what, what is this, three weeks? They signed a bill to fund the government for three weeks. Three weeks. While they come Trying up with a more long-term plan. Which is dumb as fuck. I hate these fucking shutdowns. Like, I, we should just automatically raise the limit whenever fucking bills are due. That's so stupid to me. Yeah. This, I mean, is, a, this is not the way you sh a government should be run. My house doesn't run like this. If my right. bills increase, I just guess what? I fucking pay it. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't, it I don't understand. Make sense. But <sighs> this is the system we live in, and we'll see in three weeks if it comes back. What do you think, Ben? How do you think we'll, we'll be in the same position in three weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way as you, because I think the continuing resolution, that's what it is. Um, the idea is, okay, we'll just keep these levels going. So it should be just like any normal person would do a budget. This is how much I spend on this. This is how much I spend on that. And then, like, if a time comes and you're like, reevaluate, and you're like, okay, I'm going to adjust this up now. So I'd say, like, you issue a budget and then just let that ride. Like, every year, just figure out what it should change to. Yeah. But if you can't come into agreement on what it's changed to, it's like, just keep doing the thing you're doing. Right. Right. Or just don't spend any more money. Right. <laughs> I don't get it. You but sign it. Just... It's dumb. <laughs> so we'll, 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 I guess we'll update everyone on in three weeks about what's going on with this shit um, or I mean hell what if something else happens in those three weeks who knows um, another thing that happened is DMX oh. DMX got released released yeah was he on a like a leash or something <laughs> that was a horrible dog I know. what we, kind we, of we, dog was that we just don't have the intensity <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. But but it was it was a little different <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> not good, not good. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting, you know. We, <laughs> like we, we had this like government shutdown where the government couldn't pay, and DMX gets out of jail for evading taxes. <laughs> it's his fault. If DMX has paid his taxes. <laughs> Those 800,000 workers could have got paid, damn it. Shit. DMX is fault. Okay. 
Well, he's out. Thank God he's out. Hopefully he makes some some. Thank more. God he's out. Did you miss him? I missed him. You missed DMX? Yeah, because I wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DMX, please come back so we can have a real the dog whole, voice. We, we forgot what gone. you sound like. Apparently, <laughs> the whole time he was gone, I had to do it for him. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wishbone over here. <laughs> okay, what's next? Oh shit! Did you guys see that uh, Roger Stone got indicted? Yeah, that was that. It was a uh, like a lot going on that day because that was the same shit. day that yeah they agreed to reopen the government. Reopen. So this is this is crazy. If you're not familiar with who Roger Stone is, he's basically the slime ball behind every Republican candidate. Yeah, he's like he does he's the dirty shit that you can't get anyone else to do. The scenes, like so he lobbyist. Like he worked for Nixon, Nixon when he was 19 years old. 19. Mm-hmm. And the shit he was doing for Nixon was pretty fucking shady. Wasn't he involved in Watergate? No, he no? didn't actually get into that. But he was doing shit like uh, funding opposition, like funneling money to make it look like the Democrats were trying to do shady stuff against the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day. He was only 19, so I mean, he's just a kid following orders, but he fucking loves Nixon. He's got a tattoo of Nixon's head on his back. All I got to say is watch the fucking, fucking documentary on Netflix. <laughs> the documentary on Netflix is called Get Me Roger Stone. He shows you that fucking tattoo. He also shows you every single piece of Nixon memorabilia. He has a whole he room. Has. He has a yes. whole room. whole fucking room. It's crazy. He loves InfoWars. Yes. Yeah. He, Him and Alex Jones are like... But buddies, um, <laughs> did you did you see after he did the uh, the court appearance? He was out like in front of the courthouse, and he put out the the Nixon yeah, fingers. He, 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 he was does that all the it's time. like he was waiting. He's like I'm gonna be able to do this one day. I'll be a crook, but I'm not. Right. But he's he is a self proclaimed like fucking dirty trickster. Yeah. Um, is it? It's it's called rat fucking, right? It's <laughs> called no rat clue. fucking. That's a thing. There's, there's, that? a, there's a term for like the the dirtiest people in politics, like. You do this shit. Okay. He, he, I didn't know he that. That's a new one. Something. All right. I mean, Interesting. I'm with it, I guess. <laughs> if you want to fuck rats, I mean, that's all I'm telling yeah, you and the rats. rats. You know? I mean, if the rat likes it. I hope so. I hope it's consensual. Yeah. Dude is a character, though. <laughs> he looks... I, I think I heard him described as, like, an evil carny mm. once. Because he's, like, a top hat enthusiast. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, he... Yes, he's also, like, really into fashion. He's really into men's fashion. I think he was, well, like, a fashion editor horrible. at some point. He looked horrible on on uh, this fucking documentary. Like his fucking clothes were way too fucking big for him. Like he wears like the big suits or whatever. Him he's, and he's Donald. actually he's actually pretty fit. He's he, I mean for an old man he's yeah. got a decent mm-hmm. like build to him. But he he pause kind of does this Steve you Harvey have to pause it. Steve Harvey kind of aesthetic yeah, yeah, yeah. with the suits super Steve Harvey yeah. but anyway he got indicted. Um, what was it, seven counts or something? What? Seven counts. It was mainly like obstruction of justice. Yeah. Obstruction of justice, lying. Witness tampering. He got indicted for the 2016 election, right? Um. For yeah, part, yeah. Part, yeah, part, yeah all the work that he was yeah. doing around that. So it's interesting because isn't it like the FBI won't indict you if they don't have something? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, they- like they don't they don't go after you unless they know that they're gonna get you kind of thing, right? Yeah, their their conviction rate is Pretty like much. ridiculous because right. they, yeah. they do the cases that they know they can right th- 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 they can win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I mean, you guys know my thoughts on the whole uh, Russia thing, or what? right? But this this didn't even really have 
direct ties to Russia. It had direct ties to him just being a, what'd you say, a rat fucker? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just a dirty politician. A and, and this is whatever. Like, this it's, is kind of like what you said before about, like, how they get people. It's like, it's, they'll use something like tax evasion. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. we know you're a terrible, terrible person, but, like, this is the one that's really clear. And What can we get you yeah. on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they got him on some shit, man. We and, got him. I also want to say one other the thing about that. Because the FBI came to his house 6 o'clock in the morning. Bam, bam, bam. FBI, open up. And there was a lot of conservative talk about how how poorly he was treated. It's like, oh, can you believe they sent all these agents to his house and knocked on the door? I'm like, what? Because, like, that's not... like. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, they'll look at, like, the footage of, like, a black person being pulled over and, like, all the cops have the guns out mm-hmm. and and they were like well it's his fault like yeah 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 and there's just this crazy double stand that we see again and again and yep. again i mean we didn't even say anything about the uh uh it was the kids from that catholic high school that were down in dc oh, right oh, yeah and it's like this double standard's like oh like they're ju- he's Let's just a child a you know you know yeah so if we're talking about when uh the the kids from that school um but the the guy was standing in front of the Native American space that was being on the drum, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Sorry. And this make, is like make sure we have context. up there with this smug face, right? And they're, they're like, he was getting shamed online, and they're like, oh, you know, you can't do anything like that. He's a kid, and it's like, well, how come you? Every time a black kid gets shot by the cops, you're like, well, he was no angel, you know? Right. Exactly. Right. Why didn't he just do this? I'm like, because of racism, point blank, period. <laughs> I mean, granted, in in the one case, the black Israelites were totally the main the, offenders in that mm-hmm, thing. Exactly. But I mean, there's tons of fucking stories. I mean, what? There was a kid just n- not too long ago who got pulled over in the car with his white grandmother, and they they put him in the backseat of the cop car for like six, seven minutes. His grandma's like, um, I'm giving him a ride home from church. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, oh, my bad. That so it's, it's just it's just like so this it has been all the time. happening forever. I'll share I'll share a, a, a personal story. My dad is as black or was as black as day, like very you mean very night. Black. Or sorry, black as night. Sorry, okay. I don't know why I said black day. <laughs> Damn! Wow, I'm losing on this. I'm losing, yo. I am not doing well. Um, but anyway, my dad is super black. My sister is super white. My dad has raised my white sister. We've talked about this on the podcast before. She's actually white. She's not just she's, light-skinned. No, she's, she's actually white. white. <laughs> I found out when I was 12. Exactly. So we've said, we've told that story. But this story is um, interesting because my dad went to go pick up my sister from school once, and they would not release her to him because he was black. And they were like, you're not his her father. And she's like, that's my dad. And my so so it's it's it was like that was one thing, and then another thing. They got pulled over, and they asked my sister, "Are you being kidnapped?" Mm-hmm. So it's this isn't some this isn't new, right? You know what I mean? Like that, my dad has raised that girl when she exactly. was a baby. It's just more easily documented now because we have cell phone footage. Exactly. And shit, but this yeah. shit's been like going this on. This shit's for been forever. going on forever. But oh my God, Roger Stone, six in the morning. Oh, oh how no. dare they go how to his dare mansion? You go to the- oh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, dude, dude, we- Dude was actually up there. He was like, I have to sell one of my houses. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> actually, he has to sell one of his houses. I found uh. out something uh, ridiculous, but so on brand with Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. They went to both of his... Um, they went to one of his houses in Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. to get him. But they also went to 
this condo that he's got in Manhattan mm-hmm. to seize like documents and whatever. The the one in Manhattan he shares with the madam, like she was running this prostitution ring in New York City, and it took down a bunch of people in New York, mm. like uh, Spitzer, the governor. Yeah. Oh the yeah, time. yeah. Like, didn't he? He did something to Spitzer. I. I think he had something to do. <laughs> With that, yes, it's like, I'm judging from watch watch the goddamn documentary. That's it. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, this I'm just saying mm-hmm. th- this guy is levels. It blow your mind with how shady he is. Yes, he just looks like a fucking dick. <laughs> he just looks like a rat fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's what he is. I mean, he he had the whole thing with his wife. Oh yeah, that's right. He he put an ad out for a well hung cuck. Oh no, no, he was the cuck. Right? He, he was, was the cuck. Okay. Yeah. He wanted a young, slender built, well hung man to come and bang his wife. Just who, all who, types of fucking he, he was describing his wife's vagina in the in the post. Like, no, <laughs> this is crazy. I, I yeah. wish I had it queued up, but it is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, this guy, and it's you know it's him because it's an email address that he still uses today that he posted <laughs> on it. He even like he, he, he didn't even like make a new email shit. address. For he this doesn't thing. care. He yeah, gives he no care. fucks. No fucks. At all. No fucks. No um, fucks. So yeah, that that's that's some bullshit right there. Um, <laughs> fuck. That that's a lot. Yeah, it's Roger Stone. Ugh. All right. And then we also have Kamala Harris. So yeah. Kamala Harris is running for president in 2020. I think there's a there's also 20 other Democrats that are running for president yeah, they, in 2020. We got a lot of people out. Um, so there's going to be a lot of research that we're going to have to do, and there's going to be a lot of uh, division in the party. But, you know, that's how this is going to happen. Um, Dude, it's not division. I hate not, when people use that term. I, and I, I, I'm, not try, I'm not coming at you, mm-hmm. but, like, it's a lot of talk. People are like, oh, my God, we have to unite. It's like... No, it's a primary. No, we don't need to it's, unite, it, but I'm just saying it's, it's, it's going to be Like, we need to be, be having healthy debate about right. who's going to represent us, right? Who's okay, going to go right. up against Trump? I probably Trump. shouldn't use division as a word. And, 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 and you're probably using that word because you've heard it, and right. people always say that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's, there's all this division. It's like That's it's, true. It's just the primary. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. Let's get the ideas out there. May the best man or woman win. Mm-hmm. A show. But we, I think we wanted to speak about Kamala Harris uh, specifically, because she just because she's from Oakland. Let's just be she's real. From yeah. Oakland. Let's just be real. That's um, the only reason why you're, we're talking about you right now. <laughs> One hundred. Um, so yeah. So, but I don't know about you guys, but she's pretty fucking cringeworthy. And I don't mean to say that in a sex, <laughs> sexist manage, manner. Um, but if you just look, it's like it's like watching somebody that wants to have the attention. I. And, I don't know. I just don't, I don't really feel that way. I, I feel like she, she's kind of has this uh, straightforward approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you were talking about like really cringy, that's how I feel about Cory Booker. Like yeah. every okay. time he talks, he, it he feels makes like. He feel like he is trying to get one over on me every time. Cory Booker's worse. Yes, he's way worse than Kamala. I mean, yeah, he, every time he opens his mouth, I'm like, you piece of shit. Like, that, that's honestly how I feel. Because I, I don't, I don't believe him. Like, I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't believe anything he says comes from a genuine place. He's mm-hmm. very at least politicky. I think, at least I think <laughs> that Kamala is somewhat genuine. I do think that she's influenced by other things. And I think, 
Like, just by judging, because, I mean, politics is judging a person by what, like, their, you know, what they present. And that's, that is also, like, what they, uh, how they um, speak when they're, like, relaxed or whatever, or how they speak on issues. Like, that's, you, you are trying to feel someone out. You're trying to, because this is, it's a relationship that you're trying to have with someone, right? So when I th- look at Kamala, I think of her as the person that wants to fit in, but she's not quite hip to the game yet. I don't know. I, I, but when it, I guess when it comes to... I feel like she's trying too hard. Um, I feel like there's there was comparisons between her and Barack. And I think everybody needs to stop doing that too, but go But I, I actually think that they're really valid like, paral- parallels. Mm-hmm. They're both biracial. I I was I was realizing that a bunch of stuff about com- like about her after <laughs> sorry after she announced that she was running for president. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know that she was half Jamaican. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that she was half Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that she spent time like going to school in Canada. So she has this very like weird background. And it's like I am this. I am this. I am this. And she has to balance all that. And Barack mm-hmm. Obama was the same thing. He's like, you see these pictures of him, like, hanging out with his white grandfather. He's like, that's just my family. Mm-hmm. And he would bounce between these different worlds. He's like, I have um, white grandparents I'm close to, mm-hmm. but I'm a black person and get treated like that by society. And mm-hmm. I have to learn how to work in You're both of these things. my whole existence. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just saying, people look at that and it's like, can I really trust this guy? He's like... I know he's. No. I, <laughs> See, and that, but that's this. So I don't even look at it that way. I'm looking at her for the person that she's presenting to me. And when I look at the, those, the, I haven't um, looked too far into her politics just yet. I know that um, she is a Hillary supporter, which is kind of makes me kind of. Uh, um, she seems like she's. Is she establishment? Ish. I mean, it's. Yeah, See, that's what it. Ish. And you know. You know. One of the big red flags for me with her was when she was a prosecutor exactly. in in California. In California, she had an opportunity to go after some of the banks that like had really uh, decimated a lot of mm-hmm. um, c- communities in California. I mean, foreclosures were insane. Yeah, and instead of going and pressing for criminal charges, like I feel like a lot of people were like, "Oh my God, what they were doing was not mm-hmm. was not legal." They settled, you know? And so, you know, no bankers were put in jail, nobody. They paid fraction of the profits that they had made. Right. And so it's just a slap on the risk. And that's, I mean, she wasn't the only one but she who had was a part, part of, of that. But, you know, yeah, she, she just part of went along with what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barack Obama, same thing. He didn't yeah. put anybody in jail. He just slap on the slap risk on the and wrist. we'll just keep exactly. it moving. So, so. Th- so those are the things I think about when I think about her, too, is like, because I'm starting, like, Cedric... Freaking got me a TYT fucking subscription and stuff. So I'm like, I'm trying to become more informed. I'm trying to become for my own opinions without like listening to a, like a ton of different, like I'm listening to everything, but then I'll also form my own opinions about things. But when I look at her, uh, I look at her because I was going to bring up her prosecutor um, record, which is why I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, I haven't, I'm not counting her out completely, but I th- look at her that, that when she's trying to be relatable, it's cringeworthy with her her record as a prosecutor makes me kind of iffy. And then I think the only thing I loved from her is when she's on those committees in in the Senate and like drilling people with questions. So then I try and think about is that enough for me to um 
to like her, you know? I mean, there's, I got to know what, what, who the other candidates and stuff are. Well, but I just get kind of... At, at the same time, I don't think we should focus too much on do I do I like yeah, true. her? You know, like... What can she get done? Yeah, I thought policy. that was... But yeah. I thought that was a big problem with, like, um, the way we talked about 2016, not mm-hmm. us in particular. But in, in but general. Yeah, it's like, we need... We need to focus on merit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're the best person at the job, then you should have the job. Right. And we get hung up with stuff. The old things like, do I want to drink a beer with this person? Right. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think... I, I don't care. Right. <laughs> right. I don't think that matter. either. But when I think about, like, her trying to run the country, and, like, I, I hope that that cringeworthy shit that I saw does not translate it over into what she does politically, I guess, you know. I, I think She could the, be fucking cringeworthy in her personal life all day. That's fine. I just I was just like, that's weird. <laughs> it didn't make me feel good, but I I'm I'm still I'm not it's not my full decision. You know what I mean? I don't know. Cause you you're you're looking at people. You're looking at somebody this it's it's a person, you know? Like I understand like I could I could if I I think about hiring somebody on my team, if I can't actually like talk to you and like, and I'm going to be working with you every day, you have to have some type of personality that I, I can mesh with. Because I've learned that if you don't, if somebody's good for the job, but their personality sucks, and you have to be with that person the whole fucking eight hours of your day, five days a week, it's not going to work. I got you, Ben. Segway here. And Sorry. It's, 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 it's about to go off the deep end here. That's a very some- new thing when it comes to politics. It is? And what I mean by that is, imagine... A hundred years ago, before TV, you know, mm-hmm. when you before when there was radio wasn't as, as widespread, mm-hmm. before you had the information and cameras and all this shit, you didn't necessarily see your politicians. No, you would you read didn't. a newspaper and read a statement that they put right. out, and that's who you voted for, strictly mm-hmm. based on the policies, right? That's if you even could read, mm-hmm. you know? So this idea of, like, politicians having to be charismatic and be good-looking and... I don't think they have to That's, be good looking, but charismatic. It helps though. Yeah. It definitely helps. And it's and it's and being good looking adds into your charisma. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. So it's a newer thing in in our politics True. because media and, and, and our society's changed. So I guess I I do kind of feel banned where it's like you, you, I don't really care that much if you if I if you're a cool person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it doesn't matter. What matters to me is mm-hmm. how are you on the issues that that affect me. Right. I don't. I, I guess I'm not trying to say that that's the my end all be all. Like how how cool are you? Yeah. But I think it does have it does play a part. And I, I'm not disagreeing right. with you, but I'm saying that's mm-hmm. a newer thing. Right. And right. so there's there's you know politicians now have to pander to that. Mm-hmm. You know they have to reach out and you know I mean they're. And I think that's probably why you were bringing up the whole like he's got a white grandfather like this whole thing like the perception of that. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's you know? there's certain things that are true like um. If you're looking for somebody to lead and you want them to be smart, they're probably going to be a nerd. They're probably mm-hmm. going to be a little uncomfortable seeming yeah. because they they're just like that. They spent so much time reading books and whatever that exactly. they weren't life of party mm-hmm. all the time. And then and you know, I don't read. it I'm is, <laughs> <laughs> and it's politics at the same time, man. Like if you see somebody in the you. See, think the way they talk isn't completely authentic. It's like, it's not. You know, they have to work in a broad way. They have to be 
acceptable to the majority so they actually get voted to something like that. that right. Sense. Right. Yeah, like the most wild person is might be authentic, you know, the way we see him, mm-hmm. but they're also not really acceptable to most of the people. I think that could segue into some some stuff that we t- do in like hip hop like because like when it comes to like our art artists, we want to make sure that they're authentic. We want to make sure like um they are who they say they are, kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, one thing too. I should mention that we were talking about her mm-hmm. because she's from Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the only reason why we're talking about it is because she's from Oakland. I'm interested to see what else happens with her though. Like I, I, I want to see where her, her shit goes. She's It'll... generally considered the front runner. Now, <laughs> we don't know what that means. Why? Because that's how she's polling. She's the She's more popular. Joe Biden's number one. Bernie Sanders is number two in the polls. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Biden is one actually. Biden is the is polling at the highest right now. But Biden has been polling the highest for a long time, for like twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's been polling number one, and then he tanks. But part of the right. thing is he's not running, and I think when when we really look at him, and he's like up there up there as the candidate as a candidate, and you're like, well. You have a lot of things that people have not attacked you for that are valid concerns, and oh yeah, when it, when he's removed from that like that pedestal and it's like, hey, let's really evaluate you as a candidate. That's when he the numbers start to tumble. Yeah, it's it happens every time. I mean, even when when Obama was, I mean, Obama was not polling at number one when he was trying to run initially. Biden was. <laughs> And he became the VP. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you guys, you guys totally ruined my goddamn segue. It's okay. Fuck your segue. <laughs> I was trying to go from the authenticity of a politician to the authenticity in hip hop. Yeah. Go to our fucking question. Fine. But it's cool. But it, it was, it was yeah. a good point. But no, I, I do want to see who comes out on top. I think it'll be, I think it'll be very interesting. This twenty twenty. Uh, the debates will be fun. The debates will be great. I'm very curious to see who comes out on top because all the polls now are just blah, 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 bullshit because not everyone's mm-hmm. announced. Not everyone's right. even started campaigning yet. Um, so once everyone's out, once we get all the names in the hat and when they get in front of us, the voters, mm-hmm. we'll get to see what they're about. I think it's, I wonder I, if, it's gonna be interesting. I wonder how the debates are going to be. Like, do you think they're going to be super competitive or do you think they're yeah, going to be... they better be. Collaborative at all or... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. Speaking of collaboration and competitive and com- competition. <laughs> hey, segue. Oh my god. <laughs> Made it work. Um look at you. I tried. So our question to the listeners this week. Um I know we've talked a lot about J. Cole future and all that stuff and we're talking about you know how J. Cole um, bigs up like Drake in his song because like he got a watch from him and was like yo they trying to that's back when they weren't trying to pin us legends against each other um, but one thing that's what's, that isn't uh, I guess a, a an element of hip hop not an element because if we go into that that's going to be a whole thing a part of hip hop is competition so what is more hip hop competition or collaboration we do a lot of collabs across mm. the board. But what, what do you guys think? Mm. I don't know. You look like way back in a DJ and an MC getting together. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, like 
<laughs> you made everything better because we're working together versus saying like, oh, but the battles were where it really started getting better. Mm-hmm. I mean, the battles, the competition part is the most entertaining part. When you get collaborations, that's when you get some of the most amazing music. But it's like, how do how do we... But it, it's always been competition. Even it's if you go back been. to the DJ and the MC, you'd have you'd have crews mm-hmm. where it's people collaborating, mm-hmm. but they will collaborate to compete with other crews. Exactly. So it's you have both pieces there working simultaneously mm-hmm. to give you an awesome product. Right. But we want to hear from you guys. Uh, again, what's more hip hop, collaboration or competition? Tell us your fucking thoughts. Where can they? Give Where their they, thoughts? Well, I'm not sure. What was the name of that song that you did the verse for? <laughs> <laughs> you never gave me the song. Rape Over. Oh, yeah, Rape Over. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to leave comments for the question, you can go to Through the Crate on all social media platforms. And, um, yeah, ThroughTheCrate.com, Through the Crate on Yahoo, Through the Crate on MySpace. We don't have to. Okay. Um, Friendster. Black Planet. We always do this all the oh, time. Oh, shit. Did we do that last time, too? We did, we've done this 20,000 times. Really? You know how many episodes we have with... Oh, you can catch us on Friendster, on Black Planet. Okay, Black no, so then you, you can actually find us at ThroughTheCrate.com, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's usually where we're at. Yes, that's normally where we are. <laughs> um, we really appreciate you guys sticking in there with us. Hit us up. And we out this motherfucks. Deuces. I take that cock in your behind, biatch. Hit the streets and perform for us. Hold hard and bring it on to us, fucker. I'll let you sip cups of army, get a Mercedes, and kick back and let you pay me. My Mac is crazy. I'll leave the knife and fist fight filled with glamour.